Waking up every morning, watching the sunrise over a beautiful beach, knowing that my hunger is only going to be soothed by me going out and catching crabs and catching fish, knowing that I'm going to provide for the tribe, and knowing that it's going to be knowing that you don't know what comes next. There's going to be huge amounts of challenges, there's going to be pain. There's going to be suffering, there's going to be fun, and there's going to be celebration, and there's going to be rewards. And then you're going to go home, and you're ultimately going to get to tell people that you were on Survivor and share those stories. And no matter how bad your memory is, then you're going to get to watch it on TV. And it's going to be perhaps the most surreal experience in, in my life. So there's so much fun to be had in this. from Cambodia calling to wish you a happy one year anniversary can't believe it's been a year probably because I've only been listening for the last past few months but you guys are great and I wish you much future success ciao wow Neil thanks for the birthday greeting and so fucking sorry that you're not going to be on Survivor anymore devastated you can hear the pain in my voice ooh hairball as I'm uh, you know I'm revisiting that Neil survives chorus from a much more joyous uh, piece of intro music. But, uh, you know, I call that song Slow Boil for a reason. That was, uh, not only did he have a boil on his knee that was festering, but Neil was kind of a slow boil competitor. He tried to lay low. I got the sense that he was ready to unleash, to explode. But it might have taken 10 more episodes for that to happen. Are there even 10 episodes left? I don't know. Because I'm not going to be watching anymore. Well, you should watch. You should keep watching, because he'll be on the jury. We'll see. And you know what? 
I, there's about a 5%, there's something fishy in the water. Yeah, you don't, you don't believe that. I don't, I'm looking at the guy, I'm like, he's, he's in the pole position. He's got this thing. Yes. We need to create drama. Every time old Jeff comes in with his, like, his eyes open wide, and he's like, we're going to pull you from the game. And like the glee that he's looking at you with, it's like, what's, what is this that, guy doing? Yeah, he always looks happy about looks like, so misfortune. Happy. Oh, the drama. If they can pull him that sort of, um, I don't, it didn't look. look the the right. air quotes doctor made a good point. <laughs> the if the infection quotes. went like supernova, it could hobble him completely. I, I think they could have lanced it, scooped it out, put a Band-Aid on it, given him, they gave that other girl antibiotics. Yeah, that's kind if of they bullshit. can pull him that quickly, I think they can put him back that quickly. They're not going to put anyone back that in. Dude, and there was everybody on the internet's like, why did he keep the idol? This is Neil Gottlieb we're talking about. Oh, yeah. The uh, ice cream Proprietor of Three Twins Ice Cream. Contestant on Survivor until this week. We've been giving updates every week. Yeah. That was Neil wishing us happy birthday. Thank you, Neil. We Long wish, time Natchcast listener. We, we wish you Godspeed. Yeah. Well, the good news for Neil, too, is back on his houseboat. Where's his houseboat? Sausalito. So back in Sausalito on his houseboat, he'll, he'll, he'll still have plenty of opportunities to catch crabs. Okay. Now, my, we watch this show live. My family enjoys this program now. My kids don't. We know that. One, so the eight-year-old, her name's Harper, she's watching it. She's like, what? She, she, she sensed the injustice of it. She could see in Neil's eyes when, like, Jeff gives him the big eyes, like, you know, we're pulling you from the game. Yeah, and Neil's like, "Oh, motherfucker!" Totally. And he gets all—he's upset. He loves this game. He loves this game. He's a longtime watcher of Survivor. And now there's footage. You guys, we'll put the uh, link in the uh, show document, show notes, which you can get from our newsletter. That uh, there's a whole eight-minute video of him afterward. There he is. Goes, he goes back to Ponderosa. Right. Mm-hmm. And he, you could see because there's all this kerfuffle. I mean, why didn't he give the idol to one of the, to Aubrey, his little friend? Like he well, explains. Well, keep that goddamn idol. Here's what I liked. What if one of those other jokers shows up with an idol? They make the super idol and go, put me back in the game. You heard it. Maybe you're thinking Neil can get back into the game? I think Neil... You think he can stand up on the jury and just whip out his idol? I think, yes. Here's what I liked about that episode, too, is Jason and Michelle, is that the two brawn contestants, are sitting there watching Neil catching crabs. And he's walking up to the camp with some crabs, and they're Sorry. they're eyeing this bulge in his cargo right, pocket. Right. But then later in the episode, he he he, he infer, or he says that uh, that it's in his pants, like in his underwear. Yeah, he, he didn't have. He's it like, in I'm going to whip out the idol. I'm going to reach into my underwear. Jewels, yeah, so it? I like that. He's that's the extent of it. Neil's got a fake idol in his cargo pocket. <laughs> he probably has just a crab shell in there because he's trying to get in their fucking heads. They're going to think he has the idol. He has the idol, but they don't know. So it's up against his junk. Tiny bit of context. We're not going to get super deep here, but... Maybe you're they're, not. They're about 20 days in, maybe 19 days in. Neil is just... 19. He's playing it like a violin, this game. Mm-hmm. He's just a maestro. He is. And then they're at some challenge, and Jeff, how's everybody doing? Oh, we got a lot of boils. We got a lot of infections. I think they do like a medical check every day on them. Yeah, anyway. they just chose to show this one. They just chose to show this one, and then it's they pretty all... nasty though. Everyone's inner thighs are just like puffy and well, either like have tie had, tie had those. those were just scrapes, and they were healing fine. They looked a little gnarly. The that other Jason, big that big NBA player, had this huge boil. That's Scott. Scott had this huge boil. Yeah, 
then that girl had Aubrey, a boil. I think, had a boil. Neil's were particular, particularly offensive. Yeah, he had a, like some dead flesh on his back. One looked like it, like gangrene on his back, but that one was fine. But he didn't give a crap. The other one was on his knee, called it Mount St. Neil. Yep. It had erupted, and it was a nice deep hole in there. It looked pretty bad, but well, you he had, was fine. Yeah, you told me about, you told me what happened before I watched the episode. I was on vacation. Oh, that sounds, get closer to the mic. That sounded much better. Did you like that when yeah. I'm right up on it? Yeah, let's get right on them. Yeah, so I was on vacation, and you told me what happened, and so I was watching these little clips here and there before I could watch the full episode, and I kept looking at his knee, like, mm-hmm. why don't I see anything on his knee? Something and then like even that. in the episode, it's it's not like it's bright red. I mean, it's bad, but like a brief stay at the hospital, and then he's back at Ponderosa doing a rowing machine and reading letters from, I mean, it, there's something fishy in the water. I well, think. hey, but who got pulled because of heat stroke? That guy was fine the next day, too. Well, he was clearly in, in disarray. <laughs> <laughs> Neil's like bopping around winning challenges. I know. <laughs> but hey, it could have gone the other way. The infection could spread into his joint. I mean, I guess. 50-50, right? Oh. And then he could be hobbled. Natch. Well, let's take a brief pause. What? Okay. We watched the show live. As eight, it happened. Eight, well, yeah, live on television, not live as it happened. Nine months after it happened. Um, eight-year-old daughter, an immediate response of injustice. Like, wait a minute. This shows that willy-nilly. They can just pull him like that. These two guys come off a boat. I've never seen that one guy. They tell me he's a doctor, and all of a sudden, Neil's out. Yeah. Ditched. Unbelievable. The five-year-old, though, however, <laughs> I think once she started to see all these people with these infections, she was like, oh, no. And she got a little upset. When they pulled Neil, she ran across the room, jumped on the couch, buried her head in the pillows, and cried for 20 minutes. Oh, my. Just inconsolable. And we're like, what is wrong with you? Are you okay? Are you worried that he's hurt? Are you worried that he's out? They got pulled. It was both. We couldn't unpack it. I think she's just worried that she lives in a world where this kind of bullshit happens. We, uh, I sent Neil that tweet, and he got right back to her. And Oh, I should read that. He's, it was very moving. Are you, are you going to let them keep watching the show? Because they're well, going to be devastated when Debbie eventually gets <laughs> They don't care. Axed. They thought, don't really care about Debbie. And they, I thought they were very curious about her. And they want to see Neil on the jury, and they want to know that he's okay. And I've told them that he's okay. And now they know because he actually, uh, I'll tell you. I'm he sent them a message? He sure did. See. Don't ever when you send tweets to Neil and it has a survivor involved in it, you get like fifty likes. Here we go. Oh, what did I say? My five-year-old daughter is literally crying at Neil H. Gottlieb. Dot dot dot. She's inconsolable. Minutes later, picture of him just looking great, right, wearing his ice cream pants, smiling. Tell her I'm happy and I'm so lucky to have a dream come true. Always go for your dreams, even if you fail. That one's for the kids. What a guy. And, and just to see the enthusiasm, he, even after they've done this sort of weird exit from the game, that's not how you want to end your survivor journey. No. But he makes the point in that parade article that uh, he can tell people that he would have won Survivor. <laughs> that's a good point. If they hadn't pulled him for some bullshit reason, and I, I think he would have. Well, you know what? They I do. think it would have come down to him and Ty. Him and Ty. Interesting him and Ty, call. Two, <laughs> two powerhouses there. He was sneaky. Uh you get why go to the go to these show notes and click this link. You get some sort of interesting behind the scenes stuff. But it's a little um, Q and A, and there's a video. What is that? Oh, there's a big backhoe in your yard. All right, that's not my yard. That's across Typ- the street. Typical Natchcast. Yeah, the context is a character, and they are excavating. They're they're putting a uh, what are those called? An egress window in the basement of yeah. that house back there. That house, incidentally, has been vacant. Mm. 
for probably about a year. The, the woman who lived there, I think, was moved into hospice. So actually, vacant's the wrong word. It was brimming with raccoons. Oh, that's, well, that's a better story, at least. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like there's a little mini survivor going on over there. There you go. I'm going to keep watching. We'll probably do less frequent Neil updates. because. But, dude, there's a 5% chance this guy's not only coming back this year. Well, there's a much bigger percent chance that I think he comes back on a future season. And wins it all. He will win the whole damn You don't want to know why? Neil survives. Look. Bubbly. Thanks for the lager, Mark. You're welcome. Crazy day. Crazy day. Back at it, though. We don't need to get into the particulars, but we're in my backyard several hours later. A little bit later. Post-survivor update. Uh, yeah, Mark rode his bike over. Smelling of uh, muscle cream. <laughs> so maybe we should do a quick back check. How's your back? Back's <laughs> next, next, okay. Numb. Right I do now. have some muscle cream on it. Okay. That's fine. Uh, What's funny, funny is, is uh, before you arrived, I had offered to rub some muscle cream on my wife's neck. A little sore, so. Mm, delightful. So it's a muscle cream kind of night. Yeah, let me tell you, you are a partner above all others. Yeah, to everyone who's my partner. My life partner and my business partner. I got muscle cream for everyone. Mm-hmm. So speaking of muscle cream... Uh, you know who uh, enjoys a lot of muscle cream applied liberally? No. no. Oh, Mr. Furley. Oh, boy. Older gent, very active. Right. You know, always on the prowl. Interesting segue. Because our first uh, order of business here. Uh, I did title this story, I Call Mine Mr. Furley. And Mark, for the listeners, what are you calling Mr. Furley? This is a story in the New York Times by Sam Sifton. Sourdough starter, America's rising pet. Is that? That's that's traffic. traffic. Love it. It's fine. Did we mention we're outside? It's nice spring, cool breeze night. I think I said it before, but uh, context is character. Can that be a thing? Continue. It's not already a thing? What's that? Oh, God, I got to just persevere. So you might try... There's a quote. Okay. Now I smell smoke. Just uh, lift your sweatshirt up and breathe deeply. You'll smell muscle cream. Stick your head down your shirt. There's people driving around. So you might try making a starter yourself. Have you ever made a sourdough starter? Uh, that's a negative. Yep. This, we referred to this, uh, what, just one week ago? Mm-hmm. You episode. were uh, teasing this out as, like, the game changer. Game changer. Oh, yeah. Flight okay. podcasting. So you might try making a starter yourself, combining a cup of water and a cup of flour. Could it be any easier? That's what shocked me, is I didn't realize it was just that easy. Now, you can add grapes, right? Well, hold on. Are you reading from the quote? In a covered bowl, and allowing it to sit at room temp until it begins to bubble and bloom. We know what that's like from our SCOBY adventures. You can speed the process with grapes, or not. I didn't bother. As the baker Nancy Silverton advised years ago on a Julia Child television so- show. And that's a joy to watch, let me tell you. Wait, are you being... I love watching Julia Child. Are you being sarcastic? Peter Reinhardt, the author of The Bread Baker's Apprentice, uses a few ounces of unsweetened pineapple juice. Okay, if you want to muck it up, that's fine. Do all this stuff. Okay. I didn't, because I didn't. What, you're a purist? What's wrong with some grapes? Add the juice instead of water to the flour and let it sit. He wrote, I'm thinking of Danielle right now. She's done this, right? 
I don't know if she's done a sourdough starter. Defay. Well, remember, she turned on kombucha. She did? She was a big kombucha lover. We used to, uh, when we worked together, we would uh, take walks to the grocer at lunch and get uh, things to eat. And she w- we would always get a kombucha. And then at some point, she got it into her head that it tasted like, uh, I think, and I quote, trash juice. <laughs> Stop drinking it entirely. Well, and would actually get visibly uncomfortable when I would, uh, you know, celebrate a especially large scoby bug in the, Ooh. in the you know, you'd hold it up to show everyone, like, look what I got. Because it's like a special find, right? <laughs> That's you how you do it. <laughs> look what I got. You don't celebrate when you get a big uh, piece of, oh, big swirling Oof. galaxy of uh, probiotics. Not cause for celebration? One? Well, let's talk about this for a second. Because when, Why I, not? when I pull a, a fresh batch, a booch, and put it in these little mason jars, yeah. every single one of those jars creates its own SCOBY. Not just a few bugs here and there, like a whole entity. My guess would be you're not letting your kombucha go long enough. There's still There's still enough sugar in there that when you're mm. jarring it, it's still eating and reproducing. Maybe you need to try another extra day or two. Good guess. I've I think I wondered. might be right. Because they become so big and ominous, you can't drink them. Yeah, that sounds like a problem. You can't serve that to guests. No. <laughs> or at least you have to pour it. And You're not going to hold that up and go, look what I got. Flip the SCOBY into the composter yeah, and then just pour it into a separate glass. You just reach your fingers in, pull the SCOBY out, and then give it right to your guest. Because I'm okay with that. Uh-huh. You get me kombucha once. Add the juice. Uh, don't worry about it. But a few days later, your starter should begin to come to life. Nourish its bubbles with more flour and water. Once you have an active starter, which is to say one that is light and bubbly with a pleasant, yeasty, boozy aroma, border, bordering on vomit. Trash juice. A delightful vomit, though. Because <laughs> that's a thing. A fork appears in the road. Obsessive and frequent bakers keep their starters out on their countertops. This, you need to pay attention to this. Dude, I've been listening. I'm, you got to make it. This is your. You, this, this is your fork. I know you're your looking road. at the screen, but I'm. My eyes are locked on your. Your fork. Your road. Um, where was it? Oh, obsessive. You can keep it on your countertop. Use it daily. Feeding it daily. Some people name their starters, as you did, Mister Furley. Well, what, what's in the article? Hey, speaking of do William you have, Butler, yeast. That's I have an idea for you. Herman, Sky Pilot. Okay. Well, here, you check the ingredient list on your muscle cream, and instead of adding grapes or unsweetened pineapple juice, a <laughs> little dollop of muscle cream in there. Get a big burly bro. Just kind of stir it bro up. Bro starter. That's going to be some interesting tasting bread. There, you don't know. It's a high degree of uh, uh, It could be a bread that you eat before you go to the dentist because it would numb your entire mouth. The rest of us keep sourdough starters in the fridge, which slows their metabolism, just like a SCOBY. Just like a SCOBY. Allowing us to use them and feed them less frequently. So, Josh... Yes, sir. I'm going to embed in this document, Mr. Uh, Mr. Furley. You see that picture? Can you see that thing? Because that's in the sh- in the work. I see a lot of life in there. That's it a- almost looks like a little ant farm it, it, well, on its way, like the beginnings of an ant colony. So this is what I do. No over- surprise. It's brimming with life. This is what I. This will segue into my spring break report because it's pretty much the highlight of it. Okay. Started a starter. They didn't have any organic grapes. At the uh, Safeway up in uh, uh, Granby. Mm-hmm. Just went with the flour and water. Put it in this workroom where the furnace happened to be. Nice, warm room. Good this call. This thing was just brimming. You Mr. Look Mr. Furley stripped down. <laughs> he got yeasty in a hurry. And presented. I would let the kids smell it, and it would within hours it would go from like, oh, yeah, that smells like sourdough bread, to, oh, 
Smells like vomit. It smells That's the right. vomit Daddy's been waiting for. It's <laughs> a little right. So since, but then, but then you carry this guy around. People sure. have these things for decades. Well, yeah, you know, this isn't a new trend at all. No, of course this not. This was big in the seventies. Guess what? Because back when people would have like key parties, <laughs> you'd come over, you'd throw your keys in a fishbowl, you'd swap partners, and then there was like a consolation gift on the way out an emblematic one of your experience it was a little yeasty starter little bit of starter like here here's some more a little scoop here's some more uh in a, in a plastic bag live organisms to take with you as you leave yeah these ones won't make you itch All and then kinds you of yeast yeah so not so, a new thing but no of course what was not. new i don't maybe you're going to get to this is you were talking about some folks that you met who are using sourdough starter in oh, yeah. just about everything it's not just about <laughs> bread anymore is it mark <laughs> it, We've taken that 70s approach and kicked it up a few notches. That's right. So it's key party well, several squared. reasons here. So there's a lot of um, uh, wonderment mm. about whether people who are gl- gluten intolerant, is it really the gluten or is it the way we make the bread now? Oh. And then you make them bread out of this. Delightful. Interesting. Interesting. And we could touch on this in, in our string, spring break wrap Bups, recaps, uh, our gluten-sensitive son, mm-hmm. we reintroduced some gluten on this road trip. And what happened? He seemed okay. Mm-hmm. He's been a little testy at night since we got back. We don't know if that's just still getting back into the routine of school. I think Probably. it has more to do with that. Yeah. Fingers crossed. But his leg pains were not an issue. We went to a, uh, a brew pub in Carlsbad. Yeah, Carlsbad, right next to Legoland. Really a nice place. I mm-hmm. wish I could remember. It was like... Carl Strauss, maybe? Yeah, probably. They had a really nice cask IPA on special. $4 a pint. Had, had myself, too. And the boy had some soft pretzel. We got an order of soft pretzels. It, was, it came with two pretzels. He immediately declared one of them his for his gluten test, and the rest of us had to share scraps of the other one. Good for him. Ate the whole thing. He's been waiting cautiously for that. Cautiously ate the whole thing. No, he knew it was coming. He knew this was the test. Got yeah. it. But then the next day we offered him gluten. Uh, I don't remember what it was exactly. I think it was at dinner. And we offered him the option of some gluten, and he was like, eh. So he's mm. smart. He's taking it easy. Well, this, is, this would be one great way to introduce... I'm liking it. Just the purest of glutens back yeah. into the diet. But so when we brought Mr. Furley back from this nice hot room and put him in the warmest place I can find in my house. Chrissy's bed? He's dormant as can be. Huh. He's gone, he's gone quiet. I got to bring him back. He likes the heat. Oh, he needs the heat. I love that he needs heat. But see, I think what happens is you give him the heat and they just bubble. Then you like carve some off and feed them and make them stronger. And then you're fine. Goes into the fridge countertop, whatever you want. This is where you're forking the road. If you want to make bread once a week, probably keep them in the fridge. If you want to put a scoop of that in some... Uh, in every smoothie you make? Teff, and let it just soak overnight with some almond milk or something? Say that again. What? <laughs> Pick an ancient grain, dude. I like this. Put a little sourdough starter in there. You got yourself a tangy Here's an breakfast idea. delight. You don't even have to cook. You don't cook it. You'd want to cook the teff, wouldn't you? No, it, not if you soak it overnight with the milk and the starter. It's nice and tender. You're fucking blowing my mind, man. Yeah, I know I am. So get this. And you've given yourself a big bunch of live goodness before the day even starts. You said Mr. Frilly needs heat, right? Mm-hmm. It's funny that this is a 70s theme. we got Three's Company, a 70s show. Uh, and I'm going to suggest a crock pot, 
70s device, there is a keep warm setting on just about every crock pot. Uh, you want to put, oh, that's an interesting idea. You said, instead of, mis- you know. You can't cook him, though. Well, no, you're not cooking. Keep warm is below a boil. <sighs> you you could try it. Try it with one of Mr. Furley's offspring. Yeah, I've heard people Don't do. Don't banish him to the furnace room. Proudly display him on the counter. Oh, I will once he gets going. In a crock pot with some nice hand-painted flowers on the outside. Mm-hmm. Keep warm. I'll let you do that. <laughs> I'll fucking try. People, You're not going to um, do it. I'll try. People put a heating pad on low. That was another thought. Rest him right on there. Well, I think that this would be basically the same thing. Yeah. So, so the only thing you need, you got a good glass jar? Because once you get this thing. How, wait, is that, so that jar in that picture, is that one of your kombucha jars? Is no, it a much big smaller. ass jar? No, much smaller. All right, so I'm gonna go super size. I'm gonna no, use no, no. You don't want to go super size. What are my kombucha jars? <laughs> what are you gonna do with all that starter? I'm gonna go pass it around to my you neighbors. Need like, you need like a cup. <laughs> I'm gonna most. be I'm gonna be the creepy guy in the neighborhood who like knocks on every door. Hey, you know, I just got some sourdough starter every day. You want some? These things get moving. Once this they stuff's get going. alive. Keep you healthy. I got a jar about that big. That big. You might have one. You might not. If you don't, because once you get this guy, I got a fucking mason jar, man. You got a third. Pe- well, you might need a little bigger than that. Like a big mason jar is what I'm talking about. I'll take a look. Yeah. <laughs> Here I go dipping into my spring break recap again. But let's uh, get into it. That's about one all of I the things that I that I brought on the road with me. Two like big. I think they're quart size mason jars. You brought those on the road. Filled one. Why well, prepped this before we left? In one of them, half cup of chia seeds. And then I poured in almost a whole carton of Good Belly uh, probiotic berry juice. Uh huh. Shook that shit up. Yeah. Put it in the fridge. In the other one. The fridge? Oh, there's a fridge in the minivan? No, no, no. This is prep before we leave. Oh, okay. Night before, I put that in the fridge. The other one, uh, I put in the blender some almond milk and two pears and a little bit of maple syrup. <laughs> Blend that up. Pour that into the other jar with a half cup of chia seeds. Shake that up, put it in the fridge, come back to it every couple hours, shake it a little more because that stuff will clump if you're not careful. Uh-huh. I had two power packed, moving. two power packed uh, nutrient dense quart sized mason jars full of sustenance as I'm driving. I'm just fucking drinking oh, out of these on, things. Is this family road? This is just you drinking this. Every, everyone was invited to. Nicole had quite a bit. There you go. The kids get the trip started right. The kids like that stuff. I've made it before for them. Nice. Tons of omega threes, all sorts you. of probiotics. No, you're just worried about your LDL. Slightly. <laughs> you're fine. Eh, you might drop it. Oh, Dude, I drank also. I've been eating oatmeal every morning. That's why this starter is going to blow your mind. I've you, been doing my you fucking. You make this right into your breakfast routine. Not love only it. you bringing the LDL down, you're getting those guts. I want my guts. All... I want my guts going. Yeah. <laughs> and I've also been. Uh, Doing that cardio. I have the links in the show notes for episode 56. Yeah, I, I, I still Jenny. She just lost her mind. <laughs> you showed her the workout <laughs> I've been doing? Even want... I can't say. It's not appropriate. <laughs> no, you could say it. It's fine. <laughs> it's, just, it's not appropriate for this podcast? Yeah. You've already prefaced it. People she can hit she... the 15-second button. If I, get, if I get delight out of the choices you make in your life, she gets a tremendous delight. <laughs> How did he pick this? I'm like, what do you mean? It's three women in leggings doing a cardio workout. I didn't pick it for pervy reasons, Don't you think that sounds like Josh? I really didn't pick it for pervy reasons. No, I don't think pervy at all. No, I I just, I googled, I googled cardio workout. 
and that one came up in the top ten, and I I like I like Pilates. I need I know I need to focus on my core for my just, back just, issues. I'm just there's a lot of a lot of guys I think would look at that and go. Mm. I'm going to keep looking until they find one with some dude on it. I don't want to watch some dude. I know you don't. Although I do wish I could mute the host. Not the girl, not the guest. The guest is the lady who leads the burn workout. Her name's Katie something. Uh-huh. She's got a gym in, in San Francisco nice. called Burn SF. Great. Maybe that'll be my next road trip. And But there's the host of the actual reoccurring fitness program. She has a different guest with a different workout each Ooh. week, I think. Every week? Well, I don't, I'm guessing there. Okay. But there's there's a number of these, and they have millions that's hard of views. To deliver the goods once. Maybe a week. not every week. I mean, <laughs> if anyone knows, it's I mean, you and I. But but she talks a lot throughout, and you know, there's a difference between saying things that are necessary and just saying things to say things. Nobody cares. It took us a while to figure it out ourselves. <laughs> I'm just uh, saying, if you watch this, my new plan is I want, that I'll start. What I want you to do. I want to get so accustomed to it. I'm going to mute it so I can just watch that's it great. and work out and listen to my own music. Because I know what's coming next, which is a more in-depth account of your spring break road trip. So I want you to stop talking now about anything else. What about this push notification from NPR News? Villanova beats North Carolina 77-74 on buzzer beater to oh. win. Everyone thought North Carolina was going to win. We missed it. We were no one, I know. Dedication. Fuck. Oh, who cares? I slightly care about sports now, and that, that was like <laughs> the game to watch. Oh, man. Villanova beat the Sooners by, like, a record uh, spread. It was like they were up by 40 fucking points or something. Whew. Unbelievable. That's part of the road trip. Sirius XFM oh, radio. So. Hoops, man. Just hoops. All right. Can we stop talking about basketball, Mark, and get to the spring break So for break my, updates? my spring break, I dove into the sourdough starter world, which you're going to benefit from. I already am. Eventually. I can tell. No, tomorrow. Well, I, it, I'm returning the favor. It's my gift to you. You're paying it forward. I like that. Yeah, well, I think the, the, the SCOBY started with you, right? Although I have um, since returned a bit of SCOBY to you. Yeah, I lost a SCOBY to our uh, kombu java experiment. Ooh. I, I tried to make coffee kombucha, and instead I made just some fish sauce, basically. It was disgusting. That's too bad. But well, it's fine, because one of his uh, progeny is back in my... Oh, it's it, chocolate pouillet tea I made. <laughs> pouillet. I don't know. I'm just laughing. <laughs> Go ahead. You could yeah. have said I made some kombucha, but nope. Sorry, man. It's in the fridge. Good. And I've got your uh, your glass Tupperware for you, too. Oh. It's in the dishwasher. Yeah, I clean shit before Thanks. I return it. That's nice of you. All right. How, how long is this, this spring break road trip report going to be? I've got eight bullet points. <laughs> Jesus. Seven. Christ. Seven bullet points. I'll move through them quickly. All right. Ish. Oh, no. No, no. Give me your update. <laughs> that was it. Oh, all right. Um, Sourdough starter. All right, so here, my, my update. We had some craziness in the studio I had to deal with while you were out gallivanting. All right, so we're driving in a minivan. Okay, see, oh boy, already. My brother, uh, as I... get rid of the extraneous details. Oh, all right. Uh, then I'll, let me start again. You don't want to know about the whole audio video setup? <laughs> The kids playing I, video games. Here's what you need to do. Okay. You need to imagine there's somebody listening right now going, should oh. I continue to give these moments of my life? Oh, I'm not just talking to you? All right, fine. So we're driving. Wife and I like listen to podcasts, listening to Mark Marin's mm. uh, interview with Gary Shandling, mm. who died recently, of course. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is an interview from 2013, I think. Mm -hmm. 
fascinating interview. But what they keep coming back to is this notion of winning. And at the time, the whole Charlie Sheen winning meme was happening where he was like strung out publicly and just saying, I'm winning. Because I just heard this podcast too. Winning was toward the end when they got to that, right? I'd say middle. Sure, end. And uh, so, so they're going on and on about winning and about how America is bottoming out culturally. But we're still, if I remember correctly, they're... The none yes. of it was that we're still abs- we're still like convincing ourselves that we're winning. So to Gary Shandling, Charlie Sheen was just emblematic of a whole national attitude of like denial and mm. we're winning, right. we're winning. And where am I heading? Well, I'm hearing about winning, winning, winning. Uh-oh. When you're really losing, losing, losing. Oh, fucking Las Vegas. Yeah, on the road to Las Vegas, listening. Dreams to this. in the desert. Yeah, and I think as we finished it up, we crossed the Nevada border, and I'm pulling in. To, That's a great drive to gas up. It's a dude, Arizona. You go through a you go through a little blip of Arizona. No, you don't. You do, and it's freaking gorgeous. Oh, me, oh, you haven't done that drive. You I've cut through north. Utah, and then you go through Arizona, mm. and then into New Mexico. Mm. Couldn't have planned it better. Pulled into Vegas, although I did plan it this way. We pulled into Vegas at night, mm. and as we're on the outskirts of, of uh, Las Vegas, I'm thinking about winning going through my head, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking about how just over the top this whole city is. Pass a meadow gold dairy. Looks like a distribution warehouse oh, on the outskirts gold. of metal Las gold. Vegas. Right, gotcha. Is that not what I said? I thought you said metal gold dairy. I don't know, metal gold dairy. Yeah. Outskirts of Las Vegas. That's but just... even this metal gold dairy, big sign, probably like 4,500 fucking blinking lights spelling out metal gold and, and you know, metal, creating that. Meadow gold. Meadow gold <laughs> and creating that crest. Yeah. You don't see the obscenity to that? It's not it a gambling establishment. Is it meadow gold like some conventional? It is, but you're missing the point. This is like a looked like a dairy distribution house, but their sign needs to look like the rest of this goddamn city. They're not. I don't think they're trying to draw in customers off the street. It's 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 part of the zoning code. Maybe that is. That could be it. (laughs) You have to use at least. I mean, my grandma lives in a small town in Washington State per hour, where there is a code where anything in the downtown area has to be built like an A-frame and has to look Bavarian because it's like a Bavarian village. Well, that's real, right? I'm so, maybe that's it. Maybe no, you just kidding. like it's okay. not a real code. Hey, that you have to burn up a lot of <laughs> fossil fuels. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if it was. This is an insane fucking city. Yeah, it is. So that happens. Um, that's one out of eight. Okay. And then we go to the hotel, New York, New York. No, no, no we're, we're up to we're up to three. We're up to three. Got it. And so uh, here's a detail: Nicole uh, gets the upgrade. We get a big room with a Ooh. hot tub with this like ridiculous jacuzzi. That's nice. And so uh, I'm going down back to the car to get the rest of our luggage. I'm coming back on the escalator. There's this very big kind of full-blooded American dude, just heavy. And I'm going down the escalator. He's coming up. Smell like muscle cream. We look across this wide hallway at one another. And he looks at me, and I smile. And he kind of like smiles like one cheek up higher, like, yeah. And he nods, and then he turns to his companions. He's like, yeah, man. And the sausages were great. Just minutia, but okay. just, you know, just pierced my head. Felt like sharing. I don't know. We're already we already got metal gold too, okay. so we're doing really good. Okay, good. Uh, almost vegan in LA, like you said. Worried about my LDL for the most part. Stuck to it. Had oatmeal most most breakfasts. Mm-hmm. Starbucks mm-hmm. has a actually a really nice oatmeal mm. under five bucks. Did have some pepperoni pizza on accident. Tyler Wells, Natch Rancher. 
uh, came to visit us at our Airbnb. Your audio got a lot better right there. <laughs> I know, I'm in the right spot. And he brought some uh, some pizza. I forget the name of the pizza place, but I was thrilled to learn that it was the pizza place owned by Salman Aga, former pro skateboarder, mm-hmm. invented switch dance. So that was a meaningful moment. What the hell switch dance? Switch stance. Oh, switch stance. Yeah, you know how you know when people snowboard, like they usually pick either the right leg or the front leg forward. I'm imagining a lot of (laughs) still upper bodies, just flailing legs on a skateboard down below. I like that too. Little tic tac. But you know what I'm talking about, right? Switch dance. Different people have a different forward, like a right or leg foot is their dominant foot forward when they're riding a snowboard or a skateboard. Some people, Salman Aga back in the early 90s decides like, oh, I'm going to learn to do tricks with my other foot forward. Switch. Change the game. Boom. Kids these days, they don't even have a switch dance, those little sons of... Um, Because they're that good. I want to know about the salt and sea. That's all I want to know about. We're getting to that. Okay, so we leave LA and uh, Legoland, Carlsbad. We kind of touched on that. And then up to the salt and sea. A gorgeous drive. Mm-hmm. Back highway driving, winding roads. Mm, perfect. It's almost like a moonscape. van. Oh, it was gorgeous. It, it was like, it looked like where they must have filmed Mad Max Fury Road. It's just stunning. Mm, that was South Africa. Well, this is when they filmed Fury Road 2, keep it domestic. And then we get to the Salton Sea, which I'm imagining, I think the pictures I've seen are of this place called Slab City which is kind of an abandoned town there. And it, and I think people had homes and there are lots of like uh, swimming pools that are now empty and people go make pilgrimages, pilgrimages there to skate switch dance in these bowls. Oh, Namibia. I knew it was close. Okay. What's Namibia? That's where they filmed it. Oh, okay. So, but we ended up at the Salton Sea Marina, which actually was like, it was like this little town. It was almost like a mobile home village. There were like houses and kind of trailery houses. What? Lots of cars. Looked like lots of people lived there, but no one outside. Everyone was inside. It wasn't even that hot. Hmm. So we drive all the way down to the beach, and I'm setting the kids up for a family photo. Too busy checking their vines. They're complaining about the fucking stench, because it did. It smelled like dead fish. We found some dead fish. Hmm. And then I go to take a whiz on a bush. (laughs) Growing up, dense as hell throughout like all the branches of this bush. Speaking of the 70s. <laughs> sea beans. A forager's dream, dude. There were sea beans everywhere. I bought some sea beans, I don't know, like six months ago at Whole Foods to make a dinner for some vegan friends. So I was like, I'm going to make the sea bean salad. They were expensive as shit. Really? For a half pound of sea beans, it was like 12 bucks or something. <laughs> I found just... You got so excited when you said that. Dude. Sea beans. Endless sea beans. How do you know what they... I don't even know what they are. Uh, I have a picture. I'll throw it in the Google Doc. Okay, great. Um, and we'll we'll use it for one of the Instagram posts. But like, oh, that's better. They kind of look like uh, a really delicate succulent, and they have this natural saltiness. Oh, so it's not it, doesn't look like a bean. No, no, no. They look oh. like a, more like a plant. If you ever see them at uh, Whole Foods, buy a half pound and call me, <laughs> and I'll tell you what to do with them. You, you just like lose your shit. Oh. Well, no, you blanch them and then you like. I made this delicious salad. I don't remember. It had like chili oh, yeah. flakes and some... I see them. I'm looking at them. Yeah. But they're, they're very salty on their own. And when you blanch them, I think it kind of brings out the saltiness. So you don't need... You just want to make sure to not add salt because they're... So you harvested a bunch of sea beans? N- not from the salt and sea. Oh. I was a little bit afraid. Gotcha. I got, I got kids to think about. Mm-hmm. But if you're a, like a kind of a, you know, a, for, a, for, <laughs> a forager who loves... <laughs> 
<laughs> a wild and crazy guy? What was that movie? Yeah, a forager who likes a little danger. Go pick some sea beans. Maybe make a small batch for yourself. Eat Test them. It. Yeah. See if you're okay three days later, and then go back and grab the rest and go sell them to Whole Foods, man. Oh wow. Salton Beach Marina. The stinkier the or better. Or Salton maybe. Sea Beach huh? Marina. What? Maybe the stinkier the better these days. I don't know. But what was crazy too Whether is it's then your sourdough starter, your scoby, your roadside sea beans. Yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna do? So we're almost done here. Uh-huh. But as I'm leaving the Salton Sea. Oh no. Still thinking of it as a, like this as a very strange kind oh, of no. cryptic weird place. Gigantic winery. Oh. Like vineyard or not a winery. Yeah, a winery and just you know, a few acres of vineyards. Hmm. My guess there is that because that water is so jacked and they can't use it for drinking water, maybe it's cheap to just pull water and water mm-hmm. shit. And maybe mm-hmm. the minerality of the soil has specialness to it because of the, just the whole weird ecosystem make a, make down a there. supplement out of that. Also like saw lots of giant it. plastic tented hothouses where people were growing shit. Oh, wonder why. So there is yeah. agriculture around the Salton Sea. I'm but, here to... But, but, this, this is not the bullet point I'm reading. I'm getting to the last one. Oh, okay. So on the way back... You just snuck a new one in. No, this one has been here the whole time. No, you snuck that one in. The whole vineyard one. Oh, that was just salt and sea beans. Continue. Oh, God. <laughs> this is the last one, though. Part two. Is a meteor crater. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? It's the no. largest uh, meteor impact site. Really? Well, not maybe not the largest, but it's the most intact. Where is that? Have you seen Starman? Remember at the end of Starman? Starman, look into my No, not even close. When I listen to the score of Starman, I cry. It informs 90% of the music I when make I for n- Nash. When I listen to Neil Survive's Slow Boil, I cry. Well, do you know where that, that feeling comes from? It comes from the music in Starman. No, 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 no. Oh, it's... Oof. Watch Starman. At the end, you know, it's about an alien who, who crash lands on Earth, okay. takes the form of a widow's husband. Yeah. Oh, sure. And she drives him to that meteor in uh, New Mexico. I think. This, I didn't know you were so far south for this trip. On the way back through the Salton Sea, my friend. You went, is that, where's that? Yeah. It's like just, it's due east kind of of the San Diego area, a little bit okay. like northeast. Okay. okay. So we stopped at Meteor Crater. It's just a, you know, but there's a really, really nice museum there. Mm-hmm. It's quality. It was like 50 bucks for the family of four to get in, but. So this is an alien, hot, oh, hot dude, bed of alien activity. I got you a refrigerator magnet for checking on my cat. <laughs> Thanks. I'll give it to you. Don't forget to ask for that. Beautiful place. So I'm sitting there. We uh, There's a few pathways. You can only kind of walk around one rim or one part of the rim. So we went up high and checked it out. There's some little telescopes. Then we went down to the mid-ground, looked at it. Then we went down a little lower onto a different platform where you can sit under, kind of like we're sitting in Wait a minute. Under the rim? Well, no, just like lower on the rim. So it's a deeper rim job. And so we're sitting under an overhang, kind of like this one in my backyard, and I'm just sitting there. It's the first time I, you know, every, every other place we're looking at the meteor, I'm alert and looking around and trying to figure out what's going on. And then here I just sit on, the, on these bleachers, find a moment of repose. My tinnitus, oh, no. my ever-present tinnitus, which we know it has an alien connection, head back to episode 56 for that, turns to a low hum. Oh, you, you, I it, shit you not. It picks up, huh? It does. It kind of, instead of even like, like, it's more like, less really? offensive. Oh. So a more pleasant problem. It is. So, so I do kind of think that there's some form of alien life that originated there. 
And you know what my first thought was when I'm thinking about that? In Meteor Crater and in your bedroom and in your head. In the whole world, dude. But I'm thinking tardigrades are the aliens. That meteor plows into the earth, turns into millions of little spherical of particles like shooting over a seven-mile radius just chock full of tardigrades. And they reproduce and they're indestructible and they go everywhere. One of them gets in your ear hole. The alien invaders are here. That's where my tinnitus is coming from. I hear them right now. It's tardigrades. What do you think about that? I don't think it's tardigrades. But I, I think, think it's, it's tardigrades. <laughs> yep, yep, you said that a couple times. So that's it. That's they're my... too cute. They're too cute to be aliens. Why? What? I'm not saying they're menacing aliens. Maybe they're here to do nice things. Hmm. They're picking the most brilliant among us <clears throat> and giving us a ringing in the ear as a, as a beacon. I, they want us closer to them. At least you looking on the bright side of this. Always good. It's very bright. I'm an right. optimist. Glass is half full. I think, I think the aliens are more of some sort of energy wave. They're not actual little water bears. Maybe they're the energy wave and the water bears are their minions. Kids watched Minions in the backseat <laughs> on the drive. And that concludes my spring break recap. <laughs> Nobody's left. Okay. Dude, everyone's left. That was fucking that captivating. Was Riveting. I wish I'd gone on a big trip. See, you got the bug now. And there's nothing better than a road trip with the fam. I had to stay home and like take care of business. Keep the studio humming. Appreciate that. <laughs> no Unexpected influx of work. I was at the fashion show mall in Las Vegas when it went down. There's nothing I can do. I'm shopping at Zara with my kids. Thank can't God. jump on a conference call then. No, we can't. Actually, it went better without you. All right. I'm sure it would. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Just turning the wheels. I don't know. Oh, man. you just love to get your hands all over all of it, didn't you? It was mine. It was my work. Nothing you can do. I don't have to listen to him fucking bitch piss and moan and tell me what not to do right can I sing on the no no it's done what's done is done Mark so good hey I had it coming it's karma oh yeah but you did you did wonderful work oh no sweat you're welcome that's why this partnership works so well Mark that and the muscle cream yeah you need some more no I'm good you look you look look a little uncomfortable (laughs) I'm not used to podcasting outside it's great. My toes are a little chilly. But it is, yeah. No, it is great. It is. Yes, it's great. I think we got to do it from now on. I don't care about the noise anymore. I like the noise. Yeah, make it real. As what's how's that old saying go? Oh, so goes the noise. Context is character. Oh, Have you Jesus. heard that one? <laughs> I think something's rubbing on a zipper. Has that been happening for about the past hour? Whoops. Do you mean down below, or <laughs> no, no, are you going commando? Because that can no. be dangerous. Oh, man. I think of Neil. What a great attitude he's got, though. Love that guy. I, I can't believe he pulled together that. I mean, when he's he left. He's a fucking role model. He is a role model. Good for him. I told my kid. You know what? Remember? Okay, I want to talk. Earlier in the day, in our Survivor update, I made the joke about my kids not giving a shit because they, they didn't mm-hmm. care about Survivor. Mm-hmm. We listened to the Neil Survive songs a couple times in the car. We were running an errand this evening listen to that song back to back and then they started asking a bunch of questions about Neil and what what happened and how this song came to be mm. I'm like well you remember that fucking show I tried to get you to watch I definitely said fucking uh, and then I kind of went through you know you know how I, how quickly I can tell a story <laughs> 
Anyway, maybe, maybe they should if if they care and if you want, they should watch that little. Uh, well, it's in the show notes. Just have them click on the show notes. Yeah, I brought them up to speed, and then now Elias. That's eight like, minutes of Neil. Dad, oh, Neil. can I? Uh, can we watch Survivor? So, well, now I, what's now the point? Yeah, Neil's gone. Yeah, it's all downhill now. He's on the jury. I want to see him fucking conquer. Well, that's a straight-up cat fight. Luckily, I'm pretty sure our cat's inside. <laughs> it's over. Wow. I haven't heard that in a while. Everything's okay. Don't worry. It's pretty exhilarating. We just got a cat fight on record. <laughs> All right. All right, bring us home, Mark. Now that you're hey, finally done with your spring break, break recount. <laughs> in the middle of the road of our veganism. God, I don't think it's... There's no way to avoid it. We're all going vegan. I'm finishing my way there. Yeah, some of us are getting there of our own volition. Some of us will be forced there in the years to come. That's right. Smarter to ease yourself in now as opposed to... Man, eating uh, less meat could save up to $31 trillion in many lives. I mean, you know, like, that's a pretty good headline. <laughs> as far as headlines go, that one's pretty spot on. That's Elizabeth Grossman on Civil Eats. Ooh, Lizzie Grossy. Lizzie Grossy? Liz Grossy? Eat food, mostly plants, Michael Pollan has written. Now an Oxford University study out today confirms once again that this advice might not only extend our lifespans, but it also has huge repercussions for the planet and the global economy. If everyone ate less meat and other animal products and followed guidelines already recommended for healthy eating... Slow down. More fruit, vegetables, and whole grains and less meat, salt, and sugar, it would reduce global mortality by... Up to 10%. What? And reduce food-related greenhouse gas emissions between 29 and 70%. Blah, 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 paper, blah, 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 science, science, health. Uh, For the first time, they have directly linked what people eat to both health and environmental outcomes and the economic costs of those outcomes. You tired? I'm very tired. (laughs) $31 trillion. (laughs) Money. Lots. Mm-hmm. Healthy. <laughs> Writing's little, on the wall. Here's this little chart. Yeah, if everyone followed just dietary guidelines, the recommendations by these sort of government, blah, blah, blah. In the, and we're talking about the world, in the world, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you would save, uh, well, this is in billions of dollars, so that's a trillion dollars. If everyone went vegetarian, 1.5 trillion. If everyone went vegan, 1.6 Eh, just vegetarian's fine. <laughs> yeah, for now. Man, I mean, the writing's on the wall. So on the wall. And for the first time in how many centuries? Because you know what happens at a brush dinner out. <laughs> you're going to get the speech. Enjoy, Enjoy that steak that while, you, while can. you can. Hey, but the writing's on the wall, and this time it's not in lamb's blood. It's in carrot juice, all right? It's in you were beet you juice. You just like saving that one? You were just holding that one, waiting to use well, it. I had to hold it for a second. I was going to say it a minute ago, and then you you jumped into your dinner party thing. Thanks for letting me get that in. I did. And then I decided, should I kill this darling? And I was like, yeah, probably, you but wanted to. fuck it. You really wanted to. Fuck it. He didn't let me talk about my audio video setup in the minivan, so he's going to deal with this. <laughs> oh, man, vegan. I don't think there's any Inevitable. way. Yeah. We, uh, we, had, we bought a, um, we, we were just catching up on our grocery shopping. Jenny mm-hmm. came home with a rotisserie chicken. Mm. Such a quick dinner, right? Just pull it off the bone, eat it. Harper S- Savage. <laughs> Harper wouldn't eat it. Oh. <laughs> oh. 
know what. So when was. faced with the reality of chicken on the bone, she was like, "No, oh. we gave her like a whole wing," and then she was like, "Wait a minute, what is that? That's the wing." And she's just just crestfallen. Yeah, but my, that's okay because I'd made crispy kale on the side out of my big vegan cookbook, and I'm like, Harper, had a boy. We can just go that way. She was cool with that. And Jenny's like, "No." So what did she eat? She's a growing child. She needs meat. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I think that's a fallacy. You're not aware of the current nutrition advice. <laughs> right. No, I, my wife thinks that way too a little bit. I mean, I do as well. But like, it's just it's just this American, maybe it's a world thing, clinging to this notion that meat is the best is. source of protein out there. Nope. It's not. I think it's, there's a whole bunch of baggage. It's too. You don't know what to cook. You don't know how to find yeah. the right stuff. Yep. You got to change your shopping habits, your cooking habits. You're, you're just, yeah, you got all that meat lobby change flowing through your brain like an alien at Meteor Crater Tinnitus Town. See, that I was sitting there when, I, when the message came home loud and clear. Change is what's required, Mark. Oh. Drastic change. Totally. If you want drastic change on a global scale, you need to start with yourself. Because I believe that children are the future, and if you teach them well... If you let the tardigrades do their job, you can let them lead the way. They're just going to make that ringing in your ear worse, though. Not if you show them all the beauty they have inside. Not if you give them a sense of hope. Because that makes it easier. Who said anything about vegan? Was that Robert Loja? That's a Loja. Oh, you're working on it. <laughs> I, like, I like the Loja. <laughs> oh well, let's, hear, let's hear one more. Um... You got a Sean Connery? No. Speeding all kale. Yeah, you're very good at that. Yeah, I'm gonna leave that one to you. No, you could. I'm saying it's, it's within. It's, Bam! You just gotta believe in yourself. It's the whole thing Bro- I'm saying. Broccoli. Broccoli. For broccoli, you gotta think of him saying. Waking up every morning, watching the sunrise over a beautiful beach, knowing that my hunger is only going to be soothed by me going out and catching crabs and catching fish, knowing that I'm going to provide for the tribe, and knowing that it's going to be knowing that you don't know what comes next. There's going to be huge amounts of challenges. There's going to be pain. There's going to be suffering, there's going to be fun, and there's going to be celebration, and there's going to be rewards, and then you're going to go home, and you're ultimately going to get to tell people that you were on Survivor, and share those stories, and no matter how bad your memory is, then you're going to get to watch it on TV, and it's going to be perhaps the most surreal experience in in my life, so there's so much fun to be had in this. 
Nils Vær